1: What's up, guys? It's your girl, Carlay, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard.
0: Alright, really my... y'all, so we have the beautiful Jerica Carlay with us off the porch. You look so freaking pretty, oh my God. Thank
1: you. It's
0: like a, I'm sitting in front of a Barbie doll right now.
1: Thank you. <laughs> so I'm how trying, are, I'm trying.
0: How are you? How are you feeling? I feel good.
1: I'm great. Just been working um, on my music, other brand deals,
0: collabs, stuff like that.
1: Staying busy.
0: Now, I did have to do a little research and creep. I saw uh-huh. on your Twitter that you put the music game can be frustrating, but yeah, you gotta keep going. So what's been going on with the music?
1: Um, It's just frustrating. I say that cause it's like, I feel like every artist go through this like trial where they feel like, oh, I'm trying so hard. Like I'm expecting certain results and they're not getting it. Um, And I feel like I, sometimes I experience the same thing. It's just like feeling like, I don't know, like, I'm ready to have that big hit record, like, and I got hits for sure, but mm-hmm. you know, and then just some days I don't like not being busy. I want to be busy all the time. So it's just different stuff, but I feel like it's something that every artist really go through.
0: Right. Oh my God. What's your sign? Cause you sound like a Virgo.
1: I'm a Virgo. How do you know? I'm a Virgo too. You, <laughs> we so like, we extra a little bit, but we be right, smart, over analytical.
0: I know, as really. soon as you said, stay busy, I'm like, oh, she sounds like Yeah,
1: crazy. we got to be like moving, doing something.
0: So I got to ask you, you know, it is Women Empowerment Month.
1: Yes. So we
0: do have to talk about what it looks like for you as a woman in the industry. And like, what are some different things that you've had to go through?
1: Um, I would say as far as being a woman, um, I think mostly just like, that's a hard question, cause it's a lot. Um, b- trying to keep a balance more so with like being sexy, but also being like playing a good role to other people, like other women that's like younger than me, other females. Um, it's like having a healthy balance of like, you can express yourself, you know, you can be sexy, but at the same time, it's like, I wanna, you know, lead women down who do look at me and follow me down, you know, like a, a good road. And I know it's like not my obligation, but at the right. same time it's like, I want to, you know, just have that balance to where it's like, I ain't, you know, you had your days, you want to rent and all of this stuff, like you might yeah. want to, you know, so it's like, I want to be a um, a healthy role model to the people that do look at me.
0: Right. But do you feel like black women, especially black um, women in rap, do you feel like society puts too much pressure on them on how they're supposed to carry themselves with being in the music industry. I do.
1: I feel like for men in the rap industry, like, like it's so much more easier for them. And then for females, it's always like, oh, why is she always saying this? Or why is she always talking about her private? Or why is she talking about her looking sexy? And then it's like you hear males and they talk about how they what they do to women you know, fuck them bitches, da-da-da, we dis right, And yeah. it's like, for us, it's more so like, if you just sometimes just pour too much into that, that same energy, it's like, oh, she's just this. And it's like, they give us a hard time, like, and that's black women, you know? Like artists, it's like, we do something, it's like, oh my God, she did that. Somebody else might get away with it of another race, I feel like, cause they're not black.
0: Right. Like, you know? Yeah, so. I know exactly what you mean, girl. Yeah. So I do want to ask you now that you have like, you've like fully transitioned into a full time artist.
1: Yes. So
0: how has this <clears throat> transition been for you girls?
1: Um, it's been good. I love it because I feel like I congratulate myself because I took like a lane and then like I feel like I made it my own. Like. It was a newfound thing for me, and I'm making it work. And a lot of people, you know, you hear people like, she don't need to do music. She needs to stick to looking cute on Instagram. And it's like, no, I'm really an artist. Like, I have videos, music videos. I'm on Apple Music. Like, to me, it just makes me feel good because it's like, you can wake up and think about something you want to do and you put your mind to it and you can achieve it. So I feel like my transition was, it's been easy. Like, of course, you have your trials and things you go through, but I embrace it and I love it.
0: Now, do you feel like people think that you might have it easy just due to you dating Young Thug?
1: Yes, I do. I know for a fact, like, I hear it, but people who on the inside are people who, um, like, are, I feel like they dedicated to their craft and they, like, kind of on the same walk of life as me, they know it's not that. Like, Thug didn't, I didn't get a favor like far as my label. Like, they signed me because I'm hard. Like, they heard my music that nobody else has heard. Like, so um, I think people think that, but I feel like people who really know for real, they like, they up close, they like, nah, sh- I be putting on work. She be in the right. studio all night. You know what I'm saying? Some nights she can't even, she have creative blocks and she still go hard. Like, even features that I get, even if I like my big features, like, I really go and grease palms with certain people on my own. Like, I kind of made, I feel like the music aspect of me, Carlay, you know, I built myself, I can honestly say that.
0: Now, how hard is it like, how do I word this? Okay, I don't want to word it to where it's like offensive. Right. I got the question, (laughs) I got it, it's here. Okay, so how hard would you say it is separating yourself from who you're dating? Because I know you get the- Right quote-unquote rapper's fiance or rapper's girlfriend
1: um i don't think about it as much anymore because i feel like good or bad press as long as they talking you got to have that what what i'm trying to do so it's like more so now i meet people and they like oh i know her she's so and so like they say "Thug name first and it used to make me be like damn (laughs) but i'm like she they know me you know what I'm saying? It's right. up to me at this point to build it, to make it whatever I want it to be. As long as you know, I'm that means I got a foot in the door. You know what I'm saying? So, sometimes you got to take the cars you dealt and use them. And that's how I look at it. Like, it is hard, though. But that's what I signed up for. Like, I didn't know I was. I don't think, like, when I first met him, I wasn't like, oh, I know what I'm, you know. But, like, now it's like, okay, you do go with somebody that's on a huge, you know, plateau. So, it's like, you got to be real with yourself. It's like... It is what it is.
0: Now, I do also want to ask you, like, I feel like this new generation of girls, you know, they be aspiring to date rappers. Right. But from your perspective, what are the pressures that it comes with?
1: Um, I think your personal business being out. Like, I mean, sometimes I just want to tweet, like I even had created social accounts for like my personal people. Cause sometimes you just want to say certain things And it's normal, that's what humans do. If you go to work and you're a regular person, you got a job, the boss make you mad, you can be like, fucked up day, you know, whatever. But for us more so it's like, if you tweet something, oh, they breaking up, they going through it. So you gotta gotta learn really how to control your emotions. And people don't know like how that can be for us. Like it ain't easy, you know what I'm saying? Like it get frustrating because everything you do is like in the public eye or people want to know because they are such massive fans of this person. So I think it's like your personal business is always on the light line. And then I think also too, just kind of like, um, the lifestyle is like super fast, so you gotta keep up. Like, it's, it's a lot. Like people don't know, like, I feel like they always be like, oh, you got it easy, cause you like a rapper girlfriend, all of this stuff. No, it's a lot. Like, you don't just go through your stuff at home and don't nobody know. It's out there for the world to know or a blog gonna pick it up before you say something about it. So it's hard. And then you just also have to keep the person that you with, you know, humble and wholesome. So that's just like a whole nother world of its own. But mm-hmm. yeah, that shit get crazy. <laughs> it get crazy.
0: And I will ask you like mentally, what toll could would you say that it could take on someone?
1: Um, I think a big toll, like, I think anything more so in a public eye, like not even just in a public eye, but, since we talk about that, like it can take a big toll because you don't gotta care about what people say or think about you, like. but when people just know everything is all Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people.
0: Is saw all the oh, I
1: don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going?
0: I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia.
1: Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Join Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wayne, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Termo Plus. And It ain't even just like, okay, I know. It's like, shit, everybody posting about it, tweeting, or people like, oh, they broke up He with this person. That's a lot. You can't even go through what you're going through like by yourself. You go through it for everybody else, you know,
0: so... Girl, I honestly couldn't imagine, like I hate people in my personal (laughs) business, so I can only imagine like,
1: ooh. Ooh, like so annoying.
0: Right.
1: But you gotta know how to juggle. I feel like it's like a piece of cake now. Like, I just deal with it.
0: As far as like life transitions, adjusting to you being a full-time rapper now? Yes,
1: heck yes. Cause I like to, like people don't know, I'm one, I'm a homebody, like genuinely like, I really am like, I like being around my people. I'm not somebody like, it's like I'm slightly introverted, but then again, I'm not. I know Mm -hmm. how to like be out, socialize. But some days I like getting up and just cooking myself breakfast, cleaning my house, you know what I'm saying? Like going to Sephora, getting makeup, or just taking time to myself, which I'm still gonna do, no matter like what level I go to. But it's like with rap, it's so demanding. And it's like, It's content day, like, you got to get up, you got to, you know, your single just (laughs) dropped. So it's like, for me, coming from being just kind of like, okay, a businesswoman to this, I kind of just had my own flow of things. Now, it's like other people telling you, oh, you got this to do today, you got to be there and go. But I love it. And I'm trying to find a way, like, to improvise what I want in my life and my likes into the rap life. Like, I don't ever want it to be to the point where it's like, I don't know, I want to maintain me. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm like going to be a, famous. Uh, basically,
0: like, create a healthy balance. Exactly. Like, yeah.
1: Summer Walker, I love how she, she, you know, how she maneuver. I feel like she finds time. Like, she's a mega star, but she's still just like us. Like, I don't ever want to be to the point to where it's like, girl like too
0: much rap and not enough yeah like I want
1: to still be a I'm regular I don't like that like I just want (laughs) to I'm doing my craft of course I want to have fans and supporters but shit I want to still do what I want to do at the end of the day you know
0: like be me right so we're gonna get into your background because I did not know that you were from North Carolina
1: yes um, so you're
0: from North Carolina and then when did you move to Atlanta um I moved to Atlanta when I was like
1: Uh, I've been here for like 15, 16 years. So how old was I? I did my seventh grade year. So seventh grade, I moved to Atlanta, middle school. I don't know how old I was. And I ain't doing the math right now, so.
0: (laughs) Now, what would you say, like just growing up in Atlanta, what is some things that it teaches you as a woman?
1: Um, To be on your toes, like at all times, when you, School in Atlanta, like people don't understand, APS. You go to school, like, you got to have thick skin, especially if you're walking down the, <laughs> the hall with your head up. Like, I feel like I, it, it's already in me because of my family, but like, they'll be like, man, what kind of shoes them is? Like, hell you got on, like, or something. So you got to really be able to like survive, like and be on your toes or just like, you gotta be ready i feel like atlanta made me just like all right I'm re- i got it like it prepared me for the place that i'm going to and i say my hometown didn't because it definitely did it made me but like in atlanta it's just a little bit it's a little little bit faster so um and then just to all the stuff going on today like people carjacking everything as a woman you gotta be on your toes you gotta look where you're going you know what i'm saying look in your rear view like, I'm, and I'm not saying it's just for here because you always should do that. Mm-hmm. But Atlanta keep you just like, it's the city of finesse, all type of stuff. Like, it's the fast life, so.
0: Do you feel like it is easy for women to come here and get sucked into everything around them?
1: Um, Yes, I do. But then it's like 50-50 because I also feel like women come here and they get motivated because there's so many rich women here. Like, not even necessarily rich, successful. Like, I feel like there's a lot of black women who live in the life. And some of them don't even have a man attached to their name. It's really women out here like, oh, I started a boutique seven years ago and I'm up. Or you got women who, you got lawyers, doctors, like, and I'm all about like black business, like everything I support and I love everybody. But speaking about our people, like I feel like you can get sucked into it, but for the most part, I feel like a lot of people I see, you do get sucked, but then you end up getting on your shit. Like every, most of the females I know get money or they doing something, whether I like them or I don't. You know what I'm saying? They they making a way and I feel like it's inspiring being here in Atlanta.
0: Now, um, when I was watching previous interviews with you, you talk about your family a lot and how they instilled like, you know, some strong morals and principles into you. So right. just give us a little background on your family dynamic.
1: Um, so my family, um, They, my dad's side of the family owned several funeral homes back at home. Um, Very successful funeral homes. So I grew up amongst the funeral business. You know what I'm saying? Um, Which come with like a lot of hospitality and just knowing how to deal with people, all type of people. Like I feel like so it contributes to where I'm going now a whole lot because a lot of people don't know how to deal with motherfuckers. But um, yeah, like. They did that, and then my mom, um, she used to do artist management. She still does, she manages me, but she used to work alongside a lot of, you know, bigger artists. Um, And she used to do club promotions and stuff like that, owned a hair salon. I always see my mom just be like a Renaissance woman, get money. So I come from the same thing with my dad, too, business owner, whatever, funeral homes, all that stuff. All, like, I'm just surrounded by hustlers. Literally. I was going to
0: say that, like, just witnessing that growing up, I feel like when you probably got older, you just knew, like, you was just...
1: Yeah, I know, and they made me a beast. Like, they made me a beast. Like, I was taught, like, it's like we got the balance of, of, in real life, like, businesswoman, but at the same time, don't play with me. Like, they taught me how to stand my ground and how to be strong and be me, but also be good person inside out you know what I'm saying so and go get go get a bag go get some money
0: oh and you're like a daddy's girl too I'm definitely yes a daddy's I am, am. oh I love my dad like. listen I am a daddy's
1: girl all day like 100% my mama be like mama's baby daddy maybe she be hating I'd be like mom like but I love both of them but I am a daddy's girl
0: And then um, when I also watched your interview, you said your mom put you on a lot of game when it came to these men out here. Right.
1: (laughs) I just think my mom always tells me, like, don't stress. Like, Mm -hmm. people see her and they'll be like, you look so young, you look so good. Like, you know, and she always look at people and be like, don't stress about nothing. Like, And she always tell me, be comfortable with being by yourself, just in case. Oh, that is so so key. It's significant because a lot of people in the world, like, When you really think about it, when you ask yourself that, are you really comfortable with being alone? Some of us not. And once you master that, it's like, I'm okay. So she always teach me that, like.
0: Oh, so if you've already just knew, like you're just (laughs) already comfortable with being by yourself.
1: No, I'm like, it's it's something that I love myself so much and I'm growing. It took me a lot to get here. It took me a lot, okay. But that's something I learned because when you go in that casket, you go by yourself. Like, you know, and life is about like, like, you have to be happy with yourself before you can make somebody else happy, I think. And you gotta learn to be okay with you, just you, before you can be like, oh, okay. Cause what if that person leave? You gonna check out? Can't do that. So, you know, you gotta be comfortable with just, you know, like loving yourself and being with yourself. And then you can go out here and. Do whatever you do.
0: Um, what would you say were some really key morals and principles that your family instilled in you that you carry on with you till this day?
1: Um, I think being pleasant one. I say that first <clears throat> because we're big on kindness and just like just don't be no, like, grouch and just don't be, you know what I'm saying? Don't let this, the, the things going on in your life make your heart hard or just be, like, you know, a fucked up person. So I would say that first. Um, and being strong and faith. Like, we all about strength, making it through. You got a bad day, something ain't working out for you. Be strong and have faith because without faith, what do we got? If you don't got nothing to believe in and be hopeful for might as well be a dead man walking. So I say those are like the three main things that I have instilled in me. That's gonna make me always keep going like
0: forever. So this is like super off topic, <clears throat> but do you feel like you found your purpose yet?
1: Mm. Yes.
0: Really? Anyway. Oh my God. Okay, talk to us about it.
1: Um. I think my purpose is to give love and drop love into people's life. Who I every person I come across, I hope that I can do that. I hope I can make them smile.
0: Time,
1: price, price um, I think that, and I want to be my purpose. What I want to do is to show women like, you don't have to. You don't have to basically back down or, like, conform to what everybody else wants because your life is about making you happy. And that's one of the main things I think I learned on the journey is like, what do you want? What do you want to do? Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I think my purpose is just to be like. Not always the best leader because I fuck up too, right? You know, I can be ratchet, get into a few scuffles, stuff like that. (laughs) But at the same time, I feel like my message um, overall—I think my purpose is like to keep going. And I think now more so, I'm learning like, I and I learned my purpose going through like the whole relationship thing, industry, music. I learned just basically like staying true to myself. And just like the main thing is like loving myself. And I think that's my purpose is like to show women like I've, I was quiet for like a long time. Like, you not were, quiet. I'm not
0: going to lie. You definitely were yeah so quiet.
1: I feel like it's like up to me now just to show women like be strong and never lose you in anything. Like don't ever be so involved in something to where you lose yourself. That's what I'm about now. Like and I just think my purpose is to be a good person to look at and be like, I I like this about her. She's showing me this. Mm-hmm. I think that's like my purpose. And like I said, giving love. Walking in the room with a smile. Not your nose turned up. looking mean me in Unless I gotta be. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I think that's what it
0: is. And even as you spoke on losing yourself, um, I really just want to know how were you able to really pull yourself out of like dark times or times that you feel like it was just like over with, like you gotta check out? Um... I think sometimes, like, I I
1: personally, like, when I get like that, I like being alone because I like to have time to reflect on what's good in my life and, like, what's not right and why it's not right. But um, prayer, one. And then, two, just looking at, like, looking at what I'm going through and just kind of being like, like, you can make it out of it. Like, staying strong. Like, because I didn't have them days. Like, I went through a phase even where I was severely depressed. Um, and I made it out like my mind. Like, I just willed myself out of it. Like, get up. Like, because my confidence still, it was strong. Like, I was just like, nah, you ain't finna like slow down. You ain't finna stop. Like, and that's what you gotta do. Like, I would just have self talks and motivate myself, really. And look at all the people that love me, cause they think I'm a fucking star. You know? <laughs> saying they, you are they a love star, me. Girl. So I'm like, I gotta keep going.
0: Now, I do know before, you know, you getting into music, you were also an entrepreneur. Yeah. I was just gonna ask you like, what is like some certain challenges that you had to go through as an entrepreneur and like trying okay. to own your own business?
1: Um, I would say people sharing information because a lot of people don't like giving you the sauce. Like I'll be looking for manufacturers <laughs> and stuff like that. That shit is frustrating. Being like a business owner, designer, like you just like, put me on with what you got, you know, that's one part of it. And then also just like, it's so many things like that we might not be educated on, like far as getting an LLC or, you know what I'm saying? Like taxes and, you know, your shipping costs and looking at, um, you know, like your, your business plan, just little things that we like, a lot of women have a vision, but it's like, okay, when you get down to the nitty gritty, do you understand what it is to run a business? So that was frustrating for me because I had to educate myself on all of that. Like, dang, I ain't had a taxes set up on my Shopify account. I messed up. Oh, shoot, they be
0: like clocking. Yeah,
1: you know, but it's stuff, it's okay because you go back and you learn Mm -hmm. and you, you know, you get it. But that, and then sometimes you have slow days where your money, you might sell. I used to, it'd be like one swimsuit. And then I had a time where some viral shit happened and I'll be like selling out. So them slow days just make you be like, damn, I don't know, you know?
0: Now, before stepping into entrepreneurship, what was something that you learned and was like, oh shoot, I did not know this before?
1: Um, I would say it takes money to make money. Like, but not necessarily, but it does like, you're gonna spend a lot before you start seeing something. And you got to be okay with that. In any business, I don't care if you rich, not rich, you on the brink of your last check, but you are putting it into something, just know you're going to have to give a lot to get a lot more. And I think I didn't know that. I was just like, okay, I'm in business, and that's it. Then it came back like, oh, shoot, I got to get boxes, this. Like, no. Mm -hmm. You got to keep going through that
0: phase. Like,
1: can't stop because it will make you be like, damn, I'm spending too much. Like, maybe
0: later. No, do
1: it now. So that's like the one thing.
0: We gotta get into your music career because when I first even saw that you was in the studio rapping, I said, oh my gosh, (laughs) what is going on? You was like, this is new. Now, at what moment did you decide that you wanted to even step foot into the music? I
1: didn't pick a moment. I just was playing around. I went in the studio um, with my family. And it was like, cause I always had a fly mouth. I always, <laughs> I used to write poetry, but I always had a way with my words. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like I'm intellectual, whatever. So they was just like, try it. So I went in the studio playing around and somebody had like, I put it on live. Somebody like recorded the live and put it on YouTube. People on Twitter kept writing me about this song. And I was like, I'm gonna do it for real. Like, and then I just really started liking it. Like I started going to the studio like every day and I was like, it's a release, like, even if, and then next thing you know, it was people like pro- big producers pulling up. I was like, oh shit, this is really a thing. Like, all right. So I started taking it serious.
0: And were you writing your <clears> music at <throat> first or you just went and just freestyled? Yeah,
1: no. So at first, honestly, I was freestyling. And like now I still can, but I think I think too much because I'm like, <laughs> so focused so on dropping this first project that I'm like, I write some shit down the night before. I gotta like pre-plan. But at first I was going in there just really like slim enough. Like I just was in the studio with my cup. These bitches ain't slim enough. And the <laughs> engineer was like, that's great. And it worked out
0: like. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um how would you say, how long did it take you to really find your style if you feel like you got it nailed? Um.
1: I don't, I've, honestly, I don't think that I've found it yet. Like, it's so many different layers to what I want to be. I I can't even put myself in like, oh yeah, I found it. I know what worked for me, but far style, like I'm still exploring. Like, cause when I sit in the house and I'm by myself, I make like a country voice or I talk like a country song, like how, um, what's his name? He had the country record. Like, I'll just do Is different Lil, stuff. Lil yeah, Lil Nas, like I'll do different things. Like. I'm just like, I'm having fun with this. I want to do everything, pop, R&B, like anything. Oh, I could
0: definitely see you jumping yeah, in the pop Yeah, like I want to do everything. I love that. So who are some musical influences for you?
1: Um, definitely everybody I'm around, um, for sure. And I love Whitney Houston, um, like on an R&B scale. I listen to like a lot of older R&B. Mm-hmm. Um, but as for what's going on today, Influences, like far as like my music, I love Nicki Minaj is one of my favorites.
0: I that's don't know the people one. People say that I love Nicki,
1: but I love her because I feel like she just uh, she don't hold back. I feel like she's unapologetic, and that's more what the world needs. That's why I love her and Rihanna actually. But I feel like I can't only say music influence because my influences are people just like overall. I just fuck with them because I feel like they unapologetic, like it is what it is, and they, you can hear it in their music, like Rihanna Strip Club and Dollar Bills, mm-hmm. like Nicki Minaj, like bitch I'm gonna start it in any room I walk in, like I love that it give me what I need, I feel like, when I listen to their music. Um, and of course the Gunna, I feel like they are the, they have a lot of influence on the culture today, especially Thug. Um, so i would say music wise those are like my people but i listen to a lot of people a lot of rappers like now it's out
0: and i'm sure like Thug has <clears> got <throat> to witness your studio sessions so mm-hmm. does he ever give you any advice when it comes to how you should sound
1: no he really let me do my own thing like i don't know what type of he's like a mad genius so I feel like he, whatever it is, I be like, it's something you know. Like, he know I'm like a toddler trying to walk and I'm like wobbling a little bit uh-huh. and I fall. Like, and he looking like, she gonna get it. Like, he just tell me all the time, like, go in the studio, just keep working. He like, keep making songs, keep making music. Do not stop making music. How like that it. He be like, I'm telling you, you gonna get that <laughs> song. When you get that song, it feel different. You be hungry, so like, he tell me that, and then he tell me, he like give me advice on picking beats and stuff like that. But when I'm in there, he really like, let me do me. Like, of course he, um, he'll show me records and stuff. Like, I think you, something like this, or he'll tell me like, I think more so he'll be like, you know,
0: what's poppin', guys It's Jay Jonah here from blowing smoke. If you're a fan of fun, insightful, and breakthrough conversations, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the blowing smoke podcast, a show that covers life experiences and firsthand testimonies from some of your biggest names and your favorite industries. And it's all brought to you exclusively right here by the revolt podcast network anchored in hip hop powered by creators.
1: As far as more vulnerable music, talking about how I feel and stuff, like do that. Opposed to just always being like, fuck oh, niggas, get money, whatever. <laughs> but um, he really, I think he trusts me. He's also watching me grow as an artist because he heard my music I was making when, because I went to him, I was like, I'm doing music now. And I played him stuff and he was really blown away. Like, but she's really dead what serious. What was
0: his first reaction when you told him that you wanted he, to make music? He said, that shit
1: hard. He was like, you to know something like, that's his face, like an old person. Like, he was like, you good. I'm like, nah, for real, be serious. He was like, Carly, that shit hard. Like, you good. So whenever he in the studio, he'll give me pointers, but as far as like my sound, he just let me go. Like he'll give me creati- creativity points as far as like, talk about this or just be this, make everybody, make people want to relate to you, be you. But right. he let me do me.
0: What's the biggest risk that you said you had to take so far with your career?
1: Um, The biggest risk is the biggest risk was I don't know. A lot of people think it's a risk that I'm signed to a person I'm you affiliated know, with. I was going to. <laughs> I, talk,
0: I know you wanted to. I, I was just waiting for everybody the thinks that's moment. such a. They like
1: people be like, "How is that gonna work?" Like forever. I think that's a risk. That's a it really- takes big balls to do that, cause this is everything. But I, I had to step outside of myself and be like, okay, this is what they got going on. This is like look business and not personal. And um, I made a decision, but I think people have told me like that's a risk. Like
0: I'm just I don't understand because. <laughs> Okay, so signing to somebody that you know you are heavily affiliated with, it's almost the same as, you know, when they tell you, do not move into, (laughs) don't move into the house with your significant other until you guys are married. Right. So I guess Mm -hmm. I'm just really intrigued on how the emotions do not get tied into y'all's business. Well, because
1: I can honestly say the music part of it, I have everything I need. Right, yeah. Because it's a a big force behind this shit. So it's like, we're not going to involve that. Now, when I'm dealing with you personally, okay, it is what it is. Or I might be like, hey, to this new record I sent you, make sure you listen, like something <laughs> like that. But I don't know I just separate it because it's just like, I think it's for me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to look like no goofy bringing that and using, I'm keeping it separate and it works out. Like we still a family, all of us at the end of the day. So it worked, like you gotta know when to cut it on, cut it off, you know, it's like Carly at home, Carly at work, so.
0: Did it take you a minute to adjust to like, okay, this is business. Like I can't put my emotions into it. Like I want to. Yes,
1: heck yeah. it took me a long time.
0: (laughs) So I was a little,
1: you know, but no, yeah, it took me a long time, but I mean, I've always been like, a person that's just like I'm headstrong, so if it's something getting in the way of what I got going on, I told you I love me. I ain't messing with it. Mm-hmm. I'm you know, so it's been easy. Only time will tell what's gonna happen next. I love, um I feel like what other place to be than with your family, people you've been around and for nine been, years. Yeah. Like it's easy for me. And it's like they're we winning for real. Like or winning, like Billboard, got all that shit on lock. Like we really do. Thug is a major influence. Where else would I, like I wouldn't wanna be anywhere else. Like I don't wanna be anywhere else. So it worked for me.
0: I love that, I love yeah. that for you. <laughs> now we do have to talk about how you popped off your first single with a Rich the Kid feature. Yes. That was really dope. So how Thank did you. that even come about?
1: Um, I was on a plane with him and when he was on the plane, I remember he had on a rare Richard Milley. He was on FaceTime, he's like, I got this new Richard Millie motherfucker that I was showing it. We in first class, I'm like four seats, me and, and my mom behind him. So we got off the plane and then um, he looked at me, I was like, how you doing? I was like, shit, you know, I've been doing music. I was like, let's get in the studio, like on some brother shit, shit, you know? I'm like, let's get in the studio. He was like, cool, he was like that, bet." I was like, you know, slime, whatever. I was like, yeah, like, let's let's do something he was like all right cool i, I was like i got a session now i was like I'm, I'm gonna be in la you know for like two weeks or whatever and he was like what you doing tonight i was like i'm gonna go to the studio he was like all right do something for me i'll pull up and put a verse and he did it i saw he pulled up he did his verse and he left i was like is this a dream like what the hell <laughs> put that bitch out two weeks later uh-uh i was like i gotta go but it was easy, and I, um, you know, in the song, I was like, he ain't got a Richard Millie, then he ain't ballin'. But I said that because all the time on the plane, he just kept talking about, he was like, well, I got a Richard showing his friend. And that's where the whole influence for the song came from.
0: Were you a little nervous, like, reaching out to him?
1: No, I wasn't, because my mom was right there. She like, "You, this the industry you in. We got a network, like, let's go. <laughs> I know that's gotta right. Gotta get on it. I was like, shit, I mean, let's get in the studio. Let's do something. So that was cool. Um, and then like two, they'll go help me. He'll be like, I hear this person. Or i am like, I hear this person on this song. He'll be like, let's see what we can do. I get turned down sometimes. You know, some people do, they'll do it, but it worked perfectly. Okay,
0: this dynamic with you and little little Yachty on mm-hmm. Blind, I am really messing with that. I Thank like you. that. How did that even come about?
1: Um, so like Yachty is very, uh, like, for one, I know he like write music for a lot of people. He's mm-hmm. really, really good with that. Like just co-producing, producing in general um, with music. So he had told me he was like, uh, we was at the bowling alley with Doug and Doug was like, you need to get in the studio with Boat. Like he'd be like having crazy hooks and just like his whole like vibe just see, you know? So we ended up setting the session up and I was playing music for him. Um, and he actually like helped me with another song I was working on, um, actually that he started from scratch. Like he was helping me with something else, and I was like, I gotta get you on something. And I play him blind, and he did it. So. The visual though. Um. Oh, okay. Ben Mark shot the video, and my creative director, my creative well, he does like my social creative stuff. He was like. I see like he's like I think a high school video was like something he's like or maybe a college he was like and I see like from the hook you saying something about being blind he's like I think something in school on some nerd you know type shit and Ben Martin did the treatment and it was history and Yachty pulled
0: up this part dip it was a great day it was giving me so much nostalgia, like even the, yes, the cover. Was. I was like, "Oh
1: my gosh!" And then, like I like the two thousands. Yeah, thing. that's what
0: I love. The video mm-hmm. with like the um,
1: I mean the pictures with the backdrops and stuff. That was cool.
0: So we got to talk about you being on Slime Language One with "You Ain't Slime Enough."
1: Um, so that's when I was kind of like getting my feet wet with music. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't. Um, Like I knew I wanted to be an artist and do music, but it wasn't like, okay, I was planning like, this is my hit, this ain't, da da da. So I sent Thug, I was like, I wanna be on there. I need to be on there, I'm making music now. I need to be on there, like trying to get in where I fit in. And um, I sent him Slime Enough first. Well, I, you know, I did that, but I sent the uh, song to him and I was like, I wanna get, you know, you to get put a verse on here, he sent it back. And when he heard it, he was like, that shit crazy. And I was like, what you like about it? And he was like, man, these bitches ain't slimy enough. <laughs> but like, I had made the song like a week before and I just was in the studio as soon as I was like, the slimes gonna be proud. Like, they gonna like this, like, cause I was representing so heavy, but that's really how, like I was just, I wouldn't say I was playing around with music, but it was like in the beginning stages, I feel like of my music journey and I sent it to him and they put it on there and that shit went up. Never since then I was like, yep, music for me. I'm doing it. I'm doing it.
0: And you were also on Slime Language 2, so talk about that. Cause it's, I know you mentioned you had signed
1: mm-hmm. with Slime Language okay, 2. Okay, yeah, so by then I was signed. I got confused at first, but yeah. Um, now for Slime Language 2, I was like, I'm submitting two songs. <laughs> Cause they both hard,
0: right. second
1: go round. Um, and then, and I was in a studio with Young Blue, and he was like, I got a record, you know, I want you to get on, and he ended up letting me keep it, or whatever, and I was like, I loved it so much, whatever, and he let me keep it, and I was like, yo, I let Slime, and like, you know, the gang hear it, I was like, "This gotta be on Slime Language too, and then, um, for I Like, um, me and Koi, of course, did that, and I didn't know which one was gonna be like. The it one, I couldn't pick between either one. So I was just like, bruh, y'all got to put both, please. And crazy, like the crazy thing is I had like, some people was like, like both. And then some people was like, bruh, I like trends. I like when
0: This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You pop your
1: shit. Then some people was like, I like the I like vibe. So it worked.
0: Now, did you have any pressure on you to make, like, a really good song for the album? Because, you know, the world was anticipating Slime Language, too.
1: I was stressed out. Like, my anxiety was through the roof. Like, I was literally, like, put that one. No, 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 don't put it. Never mind, don't do it. Same thing with the first Slime Language. Like, luckily it worked, but I was so nervous. I didn't know. And that's why I did, too, because I was like, let me just see, like both of them hard and I feel like it was two different dynamics like
0: two different vibes so it was a lot of pressure but you killed it though you did thank you now you are about to drop your first project debut project at that enter enter is coming yes you got to talk to us about this project and what it means to you okay so my new project
1: enter It's like I'm birthing, I'm birthing my first child. Cause I feel like so many people ask me, when you dropping up, we need like a body of work. We need a body of work. Like, so for one I did, it's over 10 songs. I'm just gonna share that. I wanted to give them enough. I could have did like an EP, whatever. But I want to give people like a lot of me. Cause I feel like far as my music journey has kind of been like, okay, I'd put my singles out but I feel like they need something to see like she going like pop, she going with the rap, she going with singing. She on here being emotional, she mad on this one. I wanted to give people a lot. So ENTER is like, I feel like the introduction to Carlay and what I'm in a music journey. And I feel like people get a, ENTER is the perfect, uh, it's like the vision of who I am as an artist. Like you gonna get it when you listen to ENTER. Like you gonna be like, okay, this is what she capable of. You know what I'm saying? Like. Um, it's good, like, it's amazing. It's entering <laughs> into Carly's world, her music
0: side. Who are some producers that you've been working with for this project?
1: Um, Go Grizzly, um, Flaw to God. Um, I hate this question because I should really know the producers. But <laughs> I don't, and I don't want to put this if you in want, here because I might can, forget. If you want to, we can cut it out. Yeah, I let's cut that, put, that one out. Cause they are gonna be feeling like, I be getting ticked like, damn. <laughs> like.
0: Is there any features that you can disclose for this project or that you want to disclose?
1: No, just, you gotta tune in.
0: Oh it's my. good. We are throwing tomatoes at you. Like. Tomato, <laughs> tomato, I
1: know, but y'all just gotta tune in cause that's gonna make them go and see like, Y'all know I'm YSL, so you can do some good guessing, but um, I will give you this. It's a record on there that me and Thug did that's insane. And I feel like it's the perfect, I'll call it my Mr. and Mrs. Smith record. And you know, and Mr. and Mrs. Smith, they was just both like bosses and they was just both like trying to just go at each other, but they loved (laughs) each other, like, I'm like, it's that record. Like, we just really, like, we so relentless. Like, we just let it all out. It gives us, it's like a good contrast of like, both of us and who we are. Mm-hmm. I feel like people are gonna listen and be like, damn, I love them, like, damn, I love this. Or I feel like the guys gonna be like, I just wanna love on my lady when I get home. Like, it's that bomb. So I'll give you that, That's, I'll tell you that.
0: What would you say is like the overall emotions that you've put into this project? Mm, I would
1: say, a little bit of everything, like if I had a pot, it'd be sugar, spice, everything. Like it's not really like, it's everything. Like it's, you get rage. I got a record called Chit Chat. That's giving rage. That's giving like, stop playing with me. Like I'm tired of y'all playing with me. Like, um, then I got a record called Wishful Thinking. I feel like it's me, like I'm being hopeful. Like Wishful Thinking is like just a little insight about just what women want in a guy. So I feel like it's everything. It's a bunch of emotions. Ooh,
0: I'm excited. And then I got flossy
1: too. Like some records, I'm talking about popping shit. Like I'm really solely just like flooding my wrist. I'm living Mm -hmm. life, you know, that make you feel good. So it's everything.
0: I'm excited. I'm so excited because I Thank know you're going to you. be like very diverse. You don't need to be nervous, though. Don't be nervous and don't put unnecessary pressure on yourself. Like I know. Let it I do have to thing. stop that.
1: I really do. I look, but I'm just glad it's packaged up and it's done more than anything. Do you got a release date that you could
0: disclose or?
1: Um, I can't disclose it, but I do.
0: And it's soon, like very soon, soon, soon. And I meant to ask you this earlier, but who you got behind you on the porch?
1: Um, Okay, so this is my cousin, Reek, One baby data. He make beats. He's a producer. And this is photographer and also clothes designer. Certified solid. He shoots for a lot of influential people in the game. You know what I'm saying? He just started his dope-ass clothing line. So my family. My day one.
0: Only the family. Now, before we wrap up, what advice would you want to give to younger girls who may be looking up to you?
1: Um, I would say have confidence above anything because if you drop your head, you can't see what's going on around you. And people respect confidence more than anything. They'll get it later in life if Erika was right. Um, And to never give up and just always keep going and prepare for the bad days. And I know people always say, like, there's no such thing, but... I say that because if you prepare for it and you kind of just already like, all right, I know I'm going to have bad days, whatever, you can do with it better. When it's unexpected sometimes, that's when other issues come in, people, you know, pressure and all of that stuff. It's just like prepare, you know, for a rainy day, but be strong enough to get through it. Um, and just to keep going and respect and love yourself more than anything. But confidence is the first thing. Have confidence. If don't nobody else believe in you, you believe in you. And talk to yourself in a mirror every day and tell yourself how bad of a bitch you are every day. Period. I can't really my name is odessa and you are in tune to reasonings with odessa now if you are looking for something that is going to give you all access to caribbean and african pop culture this podcast is for you reasonings with odessa is brought to you exclusively by revolt podcast network anchored in hip-hop and powered by creators